Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. So today we're going to discuss time sections, which I think is a really great tool in your LSAT prep uh, toolbox. Um, so lately, I've actually been encouraging my students to do time sections. Um, and I want to talk about the benefits of this with you today, because I think it really is underappreciated and overlooked. Um, first, let's talk about, just to get out of the way, and you know, let's talk about what are not time sections, some of the other things you can do and probably are doing that are not time sections, uh, that are great tools as well, um, right? There's basic drilling at one end of the spectrum and everyone might define that a little bit differently, but essentially, hey, I'll give you an example. If it's logical reasoning, maybe I've got a certain question type. And if you're working with me, I'll give you a technique, which I believe is superior for that question type. And I want you to practice it. And especially early on, I do want to encourage you to do that untimed. Right? But basically, me, me, you just practicing your technique for a certain question type um, by doing a number of those questions, whether it's five, 10 or more, right? That's what is often considered basic drilling. I'm going to do this specific question type. So, and there's value in that, right? I can um, practice my technique, self-correct. And, 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 and if, you know, if you think about the, right, the, things that I talk about, particularly with this, this podcast, habits, right? Make it habitual, make it muscle memory, right? So that's that's drilling, um, right? Basically, I'm isolating a certain question type or game type or reading comp, right? And I'm just doing that question or game type or whatnot over um, and not necessarily time, right? But just to practice that and practice my technique for it. On the other end of the spectrum, right, there are practice tests, and I, you know, I always, if you, you know, I always encourage my students simulate a practice test like the real thing, do it timed, right? Um, if you can do it at the time of day when you're um, going to take the exam, uh, but, but again, you want to simulate it like the real thing, right? And so, two ends of the spectrum: one, just not necessarily timed. I'm going to just isolate these questions on a very micro scale, and you know practice my technique for them. The other, hey, let me replicate a whole practice test. What I'm advocating though, and, and I think they're, they're, those are, let me, let me just clarify something. Those two are essential and you should do them. There are different variations of how to get the best out of them, but you should do them. You should drill and you should, it's, if not early, if not right now, if you're starting early on, right, at some point within, at some point, you want to get to the point where you're taking regular practice tests. I often recommend if you can once a week, just to keep you conditioned. And and also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention blind reviewing those practice tests. There is a podcast episode I did early on that you could check out on blind review. Right, if you if you're not familiar with that process, it's a really great technique. But those are the two two I, I would argue are essential tools for your LSAT prep. But time sections 
is um, a really great tool that I, you know, have to confess, I haven't emphasized enough to my students. I'm doing that now. So what is a time section? It's kind of a halfway point, uh, excuse me, a happy medium where, you know, <clears throat> I'm not doing a whole practice test, but maybe I'm going to do one section of a practice test, right? And the practice tests are made up of three different sections, LR, logical reasoning, reading comp, games. So maybe I'm going to do a timed game section, or maybe I'm going to do a timed uh, reading comp section, right? That is a timed section. It's not a full practice test. You're basically taking out a portion of that test by section, and you're just going to do that. Um, there is a real benefit to doing these as opposed to a full PT. Now, again, I'm a big fan of full PTs. I want you to regularly do them. But there are benefits to doing this um, this way. So let's, let's talk about the benefits. So why, right? Well, perhaps the biggest benefit is that it allows you to focus on that section, to think about it, right? you know, and focus on it and prepare for that section without having to spread yourself thin mentally preparing for the other sections and doing the other sections. Now, I often use analogies with my students. You, you know, you might have heard me do that in this podcast. If you've ever played a sport or performed a piece of music or been in a musical or a play or something, right? Instead of you doing the whole choreographed piece you break it into smaller parts. Hey, let's practice this scene. Let's practice this part of the um, song that we're going to perform. You know, let's break it into smaller parts. And, and, and what that allows you to do is to isolate it and not spread yourself thin amongst the whole, uh, the whole thing, right? So that's the benefit of this, right? If I can isolate these relatively smaller parts, these sections, and then focus on doing them really well, right? And then eventually I'm going to put it all together when I do a full practice test. That's the benefit of this. Um, you're, you're not spreading yourself in thinking I'm going to do all three sections and an experimental and it's going to be all together. I'm just going to do this one section today. So let me focus on the needs of this one section. And it allows you to really just, again, isolate it and focus on those needs, right? Pretty obvious. So for example, if a student has a goal of doing a certain number of uh, questions um, or getting to a certain number of questions or doing a certain number of uh, techniques, right? Like for a certain section, um, let's say games. I'll say to someone, hey, you know, I, one of the, here's a great example, local before global. One of the first episodes of this podcast, if you haven't listened to it, I'd encourage you to go listen to it or listen to it again. Right. But if, if someone's like, hey, there are certain things I want to do in games. I want to make sure I'm adamant about doing all the local questions before I do a global question in a game. And I want to do this other strategy Jimmy taught me and this other strategy. And also I want to watch out for my pacing. If I'm just doing the game section, then it's much easier for me to remind myself of those goals before I do the section rather than if I'm doing a whole PT where it's like, I got to remember that, that, that. But I've also got to remember this stuff for these other sections. Again, when I've got fewer things to do, I can focus on them. I can do them better, right? So if I'm doing a time game section, I can remind myself just about my goals for that time section, as opposed to when I'm doing a practice test. So the ability to focus on fewer things 
quality over quantity and implement them works out really well. Plus, right, I mean, the day of the test, you're going to have all three section types as well as an experimental. Um, by the way, if you want to listen to my recent podcast on the experimental, please check it out. Uh, but right, like when you isolate this, right, you can just focus on those things. Um, again, the day of the test, you won't have that luxury, but if I want to focus on these few goals for this few, this section, right, doing a timed section allows me to do that. And, um, I guess ingrain those habits that I want to work on, right? If I do this and focus on this, then, right, I can give it its due, practice it enough. So ideally, it becomes muscle memory. Ideally, it becomes a habit, the name of this podcast, right? But I can do that because I can focus on those. Um, so again, right, it, it gives you the freedom to focus exclusively on that and not be sidetracked by the things you've got to do for other sections. Um, here's another benefit, convenience, right? So when you take a regular practice test, you got to set aside time for three sections, ideally a fourth, because I, I always recommend you, you do an experimental, you know, sometimes you can't, but ideally you want to do that, right? If I'm just doing one section, standard time, that's 35 minutes. I could do that on a lunch hour. I could do that between classes if I'm in school, right? I can get that done. It's it's a full section, right? But it's not three, four sections laid out all in a row, right? It's not as hard to block off the time for a whole practice test as it is for a timed section. So that that is very convenient. Um, and another way that it could work out well, so you can do this if you want to, maybe you're doing great on games, but you want to work on reading comps. You want to get some extra time in on reading comp. And it's like what you do in the middle of that section, right? Maybe you're not doing all the right things when you're in a practice test, especially maybe there are things you know you should do, but you're not doing them. If you practice, right, when, when you're in the middle of a PT, if you practice that in a section that can give you the act, extra practice you need to reinforce those habits, Right. And again, time wise, it can be quite convenient. Again, if I'm doing really well on games, really well, right. And I'm for whatever, or comparatively well, but I really need to work on this other one. This gives me the extra practice I need. Now, you don't want the other sections to atrophy, which is why I recommend you do one practice test a week to keep yourself conditioned. But I can focus on the needs of a certain section. Um, you know, and again, right, like what I often say to people, if your schedule tends to be a Monday through Friday, whether it's through work or school, Saturday, Sunday can be a great time to do a whole practice test, right? Because maybe I'm free earlier in the day. I've got the rest of my day to relax or whatever. But maybe earlier in the day on Saturday or Sunday, I'll do my whole practice test. I'll blind review it the next day. Um, when I'm doing a PT though, right? Excuse me, when I'm doing a time section, that's just 35 minutes of standard time, right? So I can do that on a lunch hour, as I was saying before, I can, I can fit a couple of those in. The other thing is, let's just say you want to get in more than one practice test a week, but you're working full time. And that, that, that can be tough, right? I think one a week is good if you're working full time or in school full time, because again, it is a lot to do, but you want to try to do that if you can. Let's just say you want to get another one in. And again, I'm a big believer in quality over quantity. I'd rather you do less and do it well. But one thing I did 
I, I studied for this in various in various different circumstances. At one point, I was working. At one point, I was in school. And all this other stuff. Um, but there was a time when I wanted to get an extra practice test in. I did my one on Saturdays or Sundays, right? But then I wanted to get another one in. Now, this wasn't ideal, but what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to take a practice test and I'm going to do a section a day during the week. So Saturday, I've got my regular PT. But maybe, you know, Monday, I'll do one section. Tuesday, I'll do another section. And by the time Wednesday or Thursday rolls around, I'll have the whole PT done. Now, is this ideal? No, right? Because, right, it's not a full time section taking under testing conditions. They're not letting, they don't let you spread this thing out. But I can get another practice test in. Now, when I uh, recorded it in my log, which I recommend you do, and I wrote down my takeaways, I, I made note of that. You know, maybe I put in a, an asterisk or something, or but I basically made note, hey, you know, take take the results here with a grain of salt because you had time to recuperate. It didn't require the stamina of a full practice test, but it allowed me to, you know, under less than ideal conditions, get more time in. And, you know, if you've ever, um, another episode I'd recommend, um, I have a student, uh, you might have listened to, to this, uh, who got a 180 MK. Um, and you know, she was, while she was studying, she was pregnant and she was working and she was also a mom. And so it wasn't always easy to get a full practice test. And so sometimes the best she could do was do a timed section. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? This allows you to get studying it. And, and as I was talking before about, right, there are some real benefits that allow you to focus specifically on the needs of that section. So again, you can do it. So you, you have them cumulatively, um, I would just say if you're going to have them all add up to a certain test, just make note of that so you realize you, you didn't take that under ideal conditions. Now, we talked about some of the benefits, um, and, and there are many, many to this. Again, it allows you to focus, zero in on it rather than spreading yourself thin, and I think that's really important. Now, let's talk about some best practices. So, um, I mentioned some of them before, but I want to make sure we get into them. Some best practices. So one immediate one is careful about spoiling practice test material that you want to use for full practice tests. This is really important, right? Like um, you want to have a certain number of practice tests that you're going to do as full practice tests to replicate the day of the test where you're taking them in full, all sections at once in one sitting, just the way you would during the actual exam. Um, generally, right, you probably want to have the most recent ones that you want to preserve for that, you know, prioritize for that, because they're closest to what the actual exam will be like. So, right, be careful because if you grab a section out of a PT, then if you go to take that as a full-length practice test, you've already seen at least one section. You've you kind of spoiled it in essence, right? Because again, you want to simulate the day of the test. The day of the test, you're not going to be like, oh, oh, I've seen this section before. You know, like you, 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 the whole thing will be new to you. You want to replicate that when you do your full-length practice test. So just spend a little time getting organized about this and planning this. It's not crazy, but like general rule, just the more recent ones, save them to keep as, uh, I guess, pure, untouched, right, full-length practice tests so you can use them and take them, you know, in full to replicate the day of the test. 
relatively older ones, and I'll let you decide on that, what they want, but generally relatively older ones that you don't want to use for full-length practice tests, those are the ones you get material out of for your timed sections. So keep that in mind because you don't want to eat into um, a, a practice test that you wanted to take under simulated conditions, right? Um, another point, once you, you know, make note of the ones that you're, of the PTs that you are using for time sections and try to go back to those. Now, granted, if you do an RC section, there's only one RC section, but so you can't use that again, um, unless if you want to revisit it. But um, you next time you want to do an LR section or a game section, go to that PT. So let's just say it's PT number X, right? And I did the reading comp section. Okay. If I want to do a game section, I'm going to go back to PTX because I haven't touched the game section there. I've already touched the reading comp section, right? But that way, that PT is set aside as material for time sections, right? So go to those first. Try to exhaust those rather than spreading it all over the place so that when you go to take a practice test, it's like, oh, man, I've seen part of this already. Hope that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, th th those are some important best practices. Um, one other thing, you know, I want to recommend also that you blind review these. You don't have to, but I think it's it's worthwhile. So if you haven't already, please listen to an episode uh, early on on blind review in this podcast. The cool thing about this podcast is I do all of these by topic. So if you look down, you don't necessarily have to listen to these in order or whatnot. Prioritize based on topic, but you can go and if there's a topic you want to brush up on, do that. But there's an episode early on on how to blind review properly. Take a look at that. It's a really great tool. Um, but, you, you know, if you're certainly when you're doing a practice test, a full length practice test, you can blind review it. Um, and I encourage you, urge you to blind review it. Honestly, if you're doing a timed section, blind review it. There is a way of doing it. Again, go listen to that podcast episode. It'll get to the essence of how to do it. Um, bottom line is, right, I'm doing the section timed but I can get the benefits of blind review after, you know, and, and, and that way I can really learn from the section. So again, I won't get too much into it, but it's a really great tool and you can do it on timed sections. Um, one point while we're on topic that I want to make, if you listen to the blind review episode, I have a strong opinion about this. I actually really encourage students to blind review on a different day than when they take the practice test, if you're doing a full length practice test. So, and the reason is because I feel like when you're done with a full practice test, you can be really exhausted and uh, you may not get as much out of it, right? I want you to get as much out of it and really learn from your blind review. So I'll tell students, blind review another day. It's just better. I don't want you to go through it all exhausted. I want you to learn from this. Because, but I, I, here, here's the thing, like that's for full length practice tests. If you're doing it for, um, if you're just doing one section timed, I think you could get away with blind reviewing it that day. And I'm always saying that because it's, you're just doing one section, right? You're not doing three or four sections, you know, this marathon, right? You're just doing a smaller portion of it. So you're not going to be as mentally fatigued. Um, now, use your judgment. If you still feel exhausted after you want to wait and maybe even just have like a good night's sleep to rest and whatever, fine. You could blind review it the next day. But bottom line, Right. I always encourage my students, 
not everyone agrees with me on this, but I think a lot of people that have worked with me see the benefits of this. Um, when you're doing a full-length practice test, I recommend you at least blind review the next day. Don't do it the same day. But I think you can get away with blind reviewing the same day if you're just doing one time section. So these are the benefits of time sections, but I really want to emphasize them, right? Like, and these are the best practices that I also went through, right? But this really is important because think about it. On the one hand, right, think about the uh, the, the, the two other tools we've got, proc full-length practice tests versus drilling. Both really important tools, right? But, you know, this provides you a happy medium, especially if it's like, and I've seen this over and over again. Someone's doing a practice test once a week. They're writing down their takeaways and they're like, oh, I should remember to do that. Oh, I should remember to do that. If I'm just doing one section, then I can remind myself beforehand to do that. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, that, that reinforces the habit. So then when you put everything together and you do a whole full-length practice test because you've isolated those habits on a time section, you've... Um, reinforce them and you're more likely to actually do them during a time test. I want to add one other best practice before I forget, right? And 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 that is warming up. There's an episode I did early on on warming up. Check that out, but you can you can also warm up before you take a practice test and I really encourage you to do that. Oh, one more. Review sheet. Review sheet. This is a big one. I kind of alluded to the ideas, but another episode you could check out is the review sheet habit. I always tell my students, look at your review sheet before you take a practice test to remind yourself of the things to do, just like you would with the day of the test. Um, and, you know, I always say have a running review sheet. If it's a Word document, you know, you don't have to recreate one every time. You're just updating it digitally. You can print it out if you like, right? But you've got this one digital editable document. But bottom line, right? Like if I'm taking a practice test, a full-length practice test, then I've got to do a warm-up for each section, which isn't bad. I give you a way of doing it in about 15 minutes. You can do more if you like. Um, and, and I've got to look at my review sheet beforehand. And i got to go through this whole routine, right? And fine, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm spreading my, I don't want to say spreading myself thin, but I'm spreading my focus among three different sections. But, right, if I'm doing one section, then I just have to warm up for that one section. You know, just a little bit of, just to get myself in the group, a little bit of warm up. Listen to that episode if you want a refresher on it. And I just have to look at my review sheet. What I do when I do a review sheet is I have specific sections for each sections of that review sheet for each test type section, right? So I would just have to, if I'm doing reading comp that day, just look at the review or checklist stuff for reading comp or whatever respective section I'm doing. So bottom line is, right, I can take a few minutes and do a warm up, you know, and look at the review sheet just for that section if I'm doing that timed section that day. And again, allows me to focus. And one other thing, last thing I promise, I kind of alluded to this, but I do think it's important. I can have specific goals. And it could be a goal that I'm working on. Maybe if it's a timing issue, maybe I'm like, shoot, I'm always getting the three passages at this point in my studies, but I need to get into four. Or I'm always getting into three games, I need to get into four. I'm always getting into two games, I need to get into three, right? And Jimmy gave me these pacing techniques or these tools. How do I do that, right? It's easier when you're just doing that one section rather than, oh my God, I have to do this and I got to get ready for those other sections. So you can have a goal that you're working on, right? Isolate it there and keep practicing it, but then that gets you over the hump, reinforces those things. So that way you're more likely to implement them when you're doing the whole bigger PT. You're basically chunking 
for lack of a better name, right? This whole long PT into smaller, more digestible portions. Um, you know, as, as JY from Seven Sage says, right? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Like, and I, again, I want you to take full length practice tests, but sometimes, right, conquering sections and your specific goals for sections can be done very well with timed sections. So I hope this was helpful. Please take advantage of it. It's a really great and underutilized tool, but it can make a big, big difference. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.